Hello everyone. Tonight we're going to talk about you are who you lay with. So I guess the best way to kind of go into what I mean is, you know, throughout my life I've heard a few people say that once a couple is together for so long, they start to develop some of the same characteristics. Even physically, they start to look like each other. And so, of course, me, being a thinker, an overthinker, I started thinking about it. And I was like, reflecting on my relationships. And I thought, you know, I've picked up a lot of things from different people that I was in relationships, whether they were good or bad. But what I'm going to start with is I hear people say, oh, well, that bitch is a hoe, for example. Excuse my language, but it is what it is. Or, man, you know, when I was with that dude, he was a bum-ass dude, you know, he ain't shit, whatever. But you got to stop and think, if you can say those things and mean them, what did that make you at the time that you were interacting with that person? If that person is and was exactly what you are saying they are, so let me kind of lead way into this. When I got a divorce, I never spoke bad of my ex-husband for the simple fact that I never wanted to be asked the question, well, then why were you with him? Because that made me have to self-reflect on myself and figure out why was I with this man if he had all these negative characteristics or these things that I felt weren't what I wanted him to have as far as good things. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like, you know, I hear young men, I hear old men say, you know, oh, you know, she was a hoe or she's a hoe. However, leaving out the whole part that they laid with that person. So what did that say about you? Or you say that dude was a bum. He had no job, he didn't do this, he didn't that, whatever. Okay, so why did you lay with that person? And where were you at that time? So I'm going to say this, I have laid with some men that at my age of 44 years old, I would not lay with at this present time. It doesn't mean that they are any less or any better of a person at this time. That means that I have changed. It could be for the good or for the better. It could be for the worse. I'm going to say it was for the better. And I'm not even going to say it's for the better. I'm going to say I evolved. I've changed. Something happened. There was a 
transition. So it goes a little deeper than, especially if you have children by that person, because if you speak that out loud and you are not with that individual, you have now painted a picture again. If you listen to my previous episode, I speak about that. And that is painting a picture to a child about their absent parent or their parent that is not around them every day. But when you speak negatively of a person that you have been with and you just kind of leave it as a blanket as you are degrading them, you're really degrading yourself, truthfully. That's how I feel. So everybody is either a lesson or a blessing. So if you feel that you have picked this person and this person was not what you thought they should have been or you feel like now after reflecting back, they they weren't what you should have been dealing with, then where do you become accountable? So what then I feel like I had to do was I just stop for a minute and think about where was I at in my life when I was picking the partners that I was picking. So there was times that I was picking men that I was intimate with and I knew they weren't good for me. And I can't say they were all lessons because I take everything and say they were blessings because a lesson is a blessing. If you learn from it and you change and you grow because of it, that is a blessing because now you have learned something to now carry on with you and take that positivity anywhere you go in life, even if it's in another relationship. And, you know, the Bible, for anybody that reads it, I'm not even going to get into spirituality, but the Bible speaks of soul ties. And I'm going to tell you why I believe in them, because I've experienced them. And let me give you a little bit of medical understanding. When a man ejaculates and puts his fluid into a woman. Semen has blood in it. Blood represents life. If a man imparts a part of his life into you, he is depositing parts of himself into you, which would then explain why you start to pick up characteristics of this man. I don't know if you've ever noticed you've with some one ladies and You know, you're like, where the hell did this come from? Why am I always find myself drinking this certain amount of drink or this certain drink? It could be tea, iced tea. And you'd be like, I never drank iced tea before. Someone would simplify that and say, well, you know what? Well, you've been with the man for 20 years. He does what he drinks his iced tea. So you've you've inquired a taste for it. Not necessarily. That's a simple blanketed statement. 
I have been with someone that I have was I was with for a while and I took on depression. I had already suffered from it, but it had magnified. I had took on anger. That person was a very angry person. Um, now I do have a temper, so I'm not blaming it all on that person. But however, my anger seemed to magnify. So I started to realize, okay, maybe, you know, like they say, birds of a feather flock together. Or, you know, you start to become impressionable when you're with a certain person all the time. So I simplified it again as it was nothing. It was everyday life. But then again, as I started going through different relationships and being around different people and going through life and being in relationships with these men, I started picking up different attributes of their character. That's how I can say soul tie. Because when you start to become a person, that is the deepness of it. Yes, someone can simply say, here, try this avocado. And I might not like avocados. But the way that person cuts that avocado or cooks it as far as, I should say, prepares it, seasons it, cuts it, whatever, it's enticing to me now. I now like it. That is just being impressionable or inquiring a taste of something that is presented to you in a different way. Totally different than becoming someone after engaging in sex and allowing a person to impart a part of the, who they are inside their soul into you. It doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It could be a positive thing. You can have someone who is a very optimistic person. You could be a pessimist. And all of a sudden you find yourself gradually looking at things a different way. And you're like, where did I get that from? Where did I start to develop that from? And it usually, when it is a soul tie, it is a while before you notice it. Sometimes it's even after the relationship ends that you notice it. But I know one time I was sitting in church and this caught my attention. And soul ties were being spoken of. And I remember the pastor was preaching and he said, Ladies, are you having a hard time submitting to your husbands? And I'm thinking to myself, am I? But of course, me being me, I'm thinking, I don't listen to nobody. So, okay, but I'm going I'm to follow along with him, but okay. And he said, as you learn the word and you start to become submissive to your husband, do you find yourself finding it so hard? And I was thinking submissive. I don't like again, like I said, I do what I want to do. I don't listen to anybody. I might take your opinion, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna do what I want to do because I'm my own person and I'm not going to allow anybody to control me. So I'm not going to submit to anybody. 
But I had to educate myself on the word submission. And submission doesn't mean that I have to do what someone tells me to do all the time. Submission is a powerful thing. It has, it is simply to be under someone and being able and open to allow them to lead you somewhere. But what that comes with that is trust. Do you trust this person? And again, you are who you lay with. If you picked a person that you honor and you respect and you value, you should have no problem submitting because you know that that person's morals and the things that they stand for are for the betterment of them and you. So I had to kind of focus on all of that. And I had to look at it as a positive when I saw that I was gaining positive things from my mate. But then it did take me back to have to kind of recap my whole relationship life as far as the from the time I started having relationships sexually from the time up until where I'm at now. And I had to really sit and think, what did I gain from each and every person? And like I said, I'm not always so quick to say everything is a lesson because a lesson can, I feel like when people use that, they're saying that lessons are negative. But how is education negative? When you are learning in school, they break each thing down in a lesson. So if you are learning English, you might have your first lesson on punctuation, pronunciation. Those are all different lessons into one category of learning English. So as growing and going to that last relationship that you're trying to get to and hope it is your last relationship, you're going to have to go through some lessons to make sure that when you hit that final relationship, you understand what your part is, what their part is, and what you're getting into. Because when you start to allow this person to put their soul, their emotions, their body into you, you are accepting them as a whole. You are accepting them as who they are, their mindset, their emotions. All of that is what you are accepting as a whole. You're not just accepting a physical part of their body and allowing them to put that into you for a pleasurable moment and walk away and feel like it's nothing. I kind of look at it as another example a bank, the male, when you are with a male, the male, he is making a deposit and you are the bank account. He is depositing into you every single time you come together. So the importance, again, of judging a person and I usually don't like to use that word judging, but sizing up maybe, 
might be a better way of saying being selective, more selective of who you have sexual encounters with. Because like I said, if you don't know this person, you don't know their challenges, you don't know what they are up against, you don't know their mindset, you don't know how they were raised, you don't know their beliefs, and you interact with them, and you become intimate with them, and you allow them to deposit these things that you have no idea what you're getting into. You have no idea what you, as an individual, are up against, as far as maybe fighting, as far as maybe gaining, but if you're gaining something from someone and it is positive, but you don't have understanding of it, what are you going to do with it? So why did you receive it? So I know I make things complicated and sex should be pleasurable, but there's so much more into it. And I know there's someone that's listening saying, you know, every time I'm with somebody, we wear a condom or whatever. I'm not speaking of just casual sex. Yes, it's in there, but I'm not just speaking of that. I'm speaking of watching who you pick as your long-term mate, because let's just keep it a hundred. Most people, when you are with someone after a certain amount of time, you do not use a condom to as a barrier. And that's really at what a condom is. It's a barrier. And yeah, we simplify that again as it's a barrier from getting pregnant, STDs, all the things that we say that it is. But it is a barrier from allowing a man to put his soul into yours and allowing it to become one and intertwined. And we have to think about it. When you have surgery and they open you and they open a womb, it is prone to infection. Same thing as your vaginal canal. It is an open wound that enters your body. It is a hole that is prevalent to a lot of different infections and things of that nature. So that is why it's so easy for us to say, oh, safe sex is a big deal. Yes, safe sex, you got to be careful because you can get this STD and you can get this and this and this and that and you can, have pre you can get pregnant and all those things. Those are definitely all true. But tonight's topic is I just need you to hear that when you lay with someone, you are going to become that person. It's inevitable. And the longer you lay with them, the more of them you take on. So ladies, please... All I'm saying is be more selective. I know I used to say all the time, I wish I had some of the understanding, some of the wisdom, some of the knowledge that I have now. Because before I would have ever laid with anybody, they would have filled out a job application. <laughs> yes, I said a job application. It would have been something like that. But it would have asked questions such as, is there a mental illness in your family? Is there alcohol, drug abuse in your family? How do you feel about credit? How do you deal with anger? How do you deal with grief? How do you deal with emotions, period? 
What makes you happy? What are the type of things that will really just throw you over the top? What are the things that are important to you? Family, uh, your spirituality, money, your profession. What are you passionate about? Those are all things that I, me personally, would ask someone prior to becoming intimate with them if I would know back if I if I would know today what I knew back then if I would know back then what I knew today uh I'll just say I, I would have saved myself a lot of hurt a lot of misunderstanding a lot of grief but at the end of all this I want you all to understand Please do not hear that it's regret because like I said, all my lessons, I count them to where I don't know if I'll say that I'm at my PhD level yet. Maybe I'm at my master's. I still got things to learn, of course, but I've learned a lot through the relationships that I've been in and through the men that I've chose, good and bad. And I just want you to listen to this, no matter how old you are, because if you have not found that one that you feel is yours, and you have not found that one that you feel you fit 100% compatible with of all things, please take all these things that I mentioned into consideration before putting that stamp of final approval on it. It's never too late to ask those questions. It's never too late to say, hey, you know, I just want to know, how do you deal with this? What do you think about this? Some things you may already see at this point in time. Some things you may not. So if there are some things that you have not seen, you can still ask. Make sure you do that. And it also goes into even if you guys don't have children, because you got to think about that. These things are hereditary and they don't necessarily have to come from the father. They can come from you because remember, you are now one with that person. So when people say you got that from your father, did they? They really got it from you both because whatever, again, the father was caring. He has put into you. You've picked it up. Now I'm not talking about characteristics again. Yes, the child may get the father's eyes, the father's nose, the mother's hair texture, whatever. I'm not talking about physical features. I'm talking about parts of what make a person who they are. What morals and beliefs and the way that you think is key. So I'm going to let you kind of sit, think about that. I hope it was clearly understood. Please do your research on it. You do not have to be religious, quote unquote, spiritual. You don't have to do that. Soul ties are real. Look at the components of semen. Look that up and educate yourself. 
Blood represents life. Without blood, you cannot live. Your heart pumps and circulates life through your body all day. And that is the blood, which then filters into your lungs. It all works and goes hand to hand. So we could take religion out of it if that is what is going to keep you from understanding what I'm saying. So what I'm saying tonight is you are who you lay with. Think about it. Process it. Ask yourself some questions. You might even want to turn around and look at your mate now and start asking some questions if you want to. But it is always something to keep in the back of your mind. And I definitely think it is that important that you share it with your children because these things can be passed on for generations and generations. And someone would say, those are generational curses. No, I say they're legacies because they, again, they do not have to be negative. So again, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking the time to even want to hear what I have to say. So have a good evening, have a good day, whatever time it is where you're at. And once again, I'm out. I always want to pronounce blessings upon all of you. Grace and peace to every one of you. One. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to kind of ad-lib a little bit on my last segment about you are who you lay with. I kind of went back and re-listened to it, and I feel like I kind of expressed it in a way that it was negative. And I kind of wanted to share with you that it doesn't have to be negative, and my testimony is it didn't end up negative. I took all those lessons that I turned into blessings and came up with that at 44, almost 45 years old, I had become a woman that understands these soul ties and the ways that your spirit connects with the people that you lay with and the way you gain a part of them. I've learned to understand it so well that it helps me pick the right meat. And I can honestly say that my mate, my counterpart, my my significant other is someone that I've gained some things that I say are hard to deal with. There doesn't mean they're negative. They're parts of him that I have to adjust because they're so far of who I really am. But I will give an example of self-discipline. I really learned a lot of self-discipline from him, from his background. Um, I'm not going to say he's self-disciplined and everything, but he does have a lot of self-discipline. And prior to me becoming one with him, I didn't have any. So that was just a little brief example on how a soul tie can be a positive thing. 
when I started talking about soul ties, it was more aimed to the ladies to be a little bit more selective on who you lay with because you become them and you start to carry their baggage, literally, meaning their body, their issues, their insecurities, their ways, and their personality traits. But I left out the whole fact that men can develop soul ties as well. The way they're delivered is different, but they do develop them. Um, Bible speaks of a man deposits his strength into his woman when he's making these quote unquote soul tie deposits. And, you know, I've heard that boxers, professional boxers, boxers, whatever, they tell you that you should not have any type of sexual relations 24 hours prior to a fight because you're giving your strength away to this woman and you're not at your fullest capacity of strength that you could be in after your training and all of that um, or just the strength that you normally carry you are now at a weaker state because you made a deposit of your life into someone else and for men, it's kind of like overlooked because men have what you want to call an ego. An ego is a little bit more different than a soul tie for a man because a man can make his ego look like whatever he wants to make it to be. He can speak about his ego. He can sell himself through his ego. But his soul ties will be developed in his securities, his self-confidence, but also his insecurities. So I will say, a man can say, you know, I develop, okay, I know it's a good example. I know I always heard, and I've, I've heard this a few times, that pregnant women will say, I don't have any cravings, but my children's father does. The whole time I'm pregnant, I don't eat anything out of the ordinary, but he eats everything. It would make sense because his life has now intertwined with your life to procreate a new life. And while he made that deposit, your fluids, your soul has now entered in through him. Let's not forget that male have holes too. Not as prominent, meaning not as big, not as noticeable, but they're there. Women, we release fluids. And of course, women, there is blood in our fluids. But it's not as powerful. Women, we depart ourselves into men emotionally. Our spirits take over, our souls take over. And during those intimate parts and those intimate times, we allow our spirits and our souls to kind of overtake us. And that is the most vulnerable place a woman can be in is when she is in a physical situation with a man. She lets her guard down, usually, um, and she allows herself to become one 
with this with this man. And as the man makes his deposit and then he becomes weak while she's taking on whatever it is that he's depositing, it should be an okay transition. Because for the woman, you should be at the point where you're only receiving good from your mate because that's how well you know your companion. And for your for you men, it's okay to be weak and give your strength to your mate at that time because she is supposed to be your rib. She is supposed to be your strength. So where you're vulnerable and weak, she's going to be strong. So it's okay to make that deposit and give up a little bit of your strength for that moment because you're giving her the ability to carry you in your weaker moments. And so um, I guess the reason I wanted to add to this whole type thing because I don't want it to all sound negative. It can bring you good to a really good place. It can bring you to a place of security and confidence of who you are with when you make that final destination to where you're going to reside with this person or for the rest of your life and the rest of their life. And I wanted it to not just all be focused on women. I wanted men to be able to understand that it's okay. Men put a big wall up and not want to show a woman that she has their heart. And men have this ego thing where they feel like they have to be strong and they can't show emotions and they can't express where they're feeling weak or vulnerable at. But if you don't do that, how can your mate build you up? If you don't deposit your weaknesses into your mate, how is she going to know where you need to be built up? So you have to kind of get understanding of this. And I wanted to push it because I want it to be taken seriously. And I want people to not just listen to what I have to say about it. Really, honestly, if it's something that is intriguing to you while we're talking, Google it. Do your research. It's not just a spiritual thing. It has been proven medically that these things happen. So I also feel like on the on the last segment, I directed it so much to women that it made women kind of standoffish and be like, if I take this seriously, what am I going to do? How? What questions? Do I really got to answer these questions? Do I really have to think about this? Yeah, I'm not going to say you have to ask the questions, but you damn sure want to think about it. You want to think about it because you want to watch and be careful who you allow to put themselves into you. Because, like I said, you become you. Men... You want to be careful because you want to make sure that when you give your strength to someone, it's not going to be used against you and it's going to be used for your benefit and to build you up and to make you a stronger man. One thing I would say while I'm on this subject, just for a second, it is a little bit off topic, but men, you know, I feel sorry for you because society has made it 
so shameful for a man to be vulnerable. But let me tell you, a woman wants a strong, manly man, but we also want a man that can show his weaknesses and that can express that he is not always strong and that he is weak in areas and he needs help. Because if you have the right mate by your side, they're going to help you gain strength in that area. It would never be used negatively against you. It's funny because my other half made a comment that said, I listen to other people more than I listen to him sometimes. And that's not the case. The case is sometimes when you're with someone for so long, you feel like they're going to tell you what you want to hear because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Or they're going to tell you what they think is going to be a comfort to you. So you walk outside a little bit of your home and you might go to your best friend, women. Men, you might go to your homeboy or whatever and you might ask the same question just to get feedback. It may be similar to what your mate said. It may be something totally different. Here is where you realize if you respect your mate, you usually ask yourself, do I go with what my mate says? If the feedback you got from the outside source was something totally different. And then again, this self-reflection comes in because you say, well, did my mate tell me this because he's protecting me? she's protecting me. He wants me to have better understanding or she wants me to have better understanding. Where is the answer coming from is what you want to evaluate before you make a final decision. Just like you, when you have your children and your children, you tell your children something, your children don't naturally automatically listen they'll go and talk to their peers or their counterpart and see what they say. Well, we know that that's not a very smart decision because it's like the blind leading the blind to 17, 16, 15, however old year old with no life experience telling each other what they think they should do. But the funny thing is that plays into our adulthood too because we gotta be careful. This is a little off the subject. But we got to be careful who we use as resources to bounce our information off of when it comes to our personal situations in our house. Because everybody has an opinion. You got to just remember, is the opinion that is being given, is it an honest opinion that if used, it's not going to affect your home in any way? When you start to combine your bodies and you start to become one, you build this home, you build this unit, even if you're not under the same physical roof, you build this little building, invisible building, this little shack. And what goes on in between this relationship stays within these invisible four walls or maybe physical four walls. You have to be careful who you allow in that circle. I've learned that the hard way 
but I learned it. And I'm I'm listening to myself talk now. I listened to the last segment. And the whole thing, I guess I was so eager to talk about when it came to the soul ties is if you understand this earlier in life, it will save you a lot of pain. It will save you a lot of time. It will save you a lot of heartache. If you get an understanding of who you are becoming apart from who you were made to be, it will save you so much. Yeah, I, it's amazing. I wish somebody would have told me this when I was younger. Could Because to be honest with you, I could say if I did this, I might have only had one or two partners. If I followed these rules and if I cared about who I wanted to become as a woman, I would have definitely taken into account of all these things that I learned. I would have carried a checklist and asked whoever I was interested in, do you have these characters? Do you have these personality traits? Do these things run in your family? All the things that I mentioned in the previous episode. So it is very important, male or female, to understand what you're doing. Sex is pleasurable, no doubt. But there's so much more that gets added to that. And it's very important that you understand that. You get 15, 30 minutes, maybe, of pleasure. But it comes with a lifetime of issues. Whether it's a one-time deposit or many-time deposits. Or I'm going to say exchanges of emotions and souls. Because you can never get up from laying with somebody and walk away with nothing. You might think you did physically. But spiritually... You walk away with something every single time. And I kind of want to speak to the men a little bit about this because I speak about giving your strength away. It's okay. It is okay because, men, there is so much pressure on what a man should be, quote, unquote, in this world. And we forget that men are not and should not all be lumped into one sum. Just like we as women shouldn't. We're all different. We all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different beliefs. But men, you have to carry so much on your shoulders of what makes you a man. But you have the right to, to say what makes me me. Outside of being a man, we know that. But what makes you you? What makes you from your definition of a man? Because you got to come out of the place where you're comfortable, your home. And you have to walk into this world. And you have to stand strong. And you have to fight up against everything. Whether you're the, the provider. 
or whatever, you have to fight up against all these things, especially if you are a minority. You have other obstacles that come up against you. You have the pressure of the world. Are you providing for your family enough? Do you make enough money? Are you honoring your wife, your companion, the way you should? Are you being the father if you have children the way you should? Are you making sure that your surrounding family is okay? If you are blessed to still have your mother and your father, your parents alive, are you taking care of them? If your children are grown or little, do they have what they need? We as mothers, we carry a load, but it's a whole different load. And we as mothers have a little bit more control because our dominion is our home. So we set the tone in our home. And if the tone in our home is right, it is going to give the man that is weak his strength back before he walks out the door. And I hope that, I think you might want to go back when you listen to this and listen to the first one and kind of tie it all together because it all plays hand in hand and goes hand in hand with just a relationship period and it being successful. You have to understand you as an individual, but you have to understand who you become being with another person. And... You want to keep yourself from becoming double-minded, conflicted. You want to understand where your thoughts are coming from. When it's time to make a decision or you have a feeling, you want to understand, is that my feeling or is that his feeling? Because if you have an understanding, it's going to help you deal with it. It's going to help you understand it and know how to move forward with it. So I hope that in talking about this a little bit more, it gave a little bit more clarity. It gave a little bit more understanding. Women, before you enter into a fight with your man, companion, ask yourself, is that me bucking up against them? Or is it somebody that's inside me bucking up against them? It might help eliminate a possible disagreement, argument. Men, same thing with you. Did I give too much of my strength and am I feeling weak right now? And do I trust her enough to build me up? Or do I feel like she's going to take my weakness, my vulnerability, and use it against me at this point in time? And then that will help you know how to move. It's a shame that within a relationship, we have to size up our partner to see what we're going to do. But we do. And it's not a bad thing. Like I said, it's being aware. Bible says that we perish due to lack of wisdom. If we do not understand we do not have the knowledge, not just in soul ties, in financial situations, in relationships, in parenting, in anything that comes our way. We will not fully succeed if we do not have a full understanding. 
Understanding usually comes with experience. So don't knock where you came from. Don't shake what you gained because you feel like it might not fit, quote unquote, what somebody else may say should have been there in place of. So I'm going to end this. I'm going to wrap it up. I hope that I gave a little bit more clarity. I am thankful for my soul ties because it pushed me to want to learn and understand me better. And because I know and understand me better, I can tell somebody else who I really am. I can tell somebody else where I got certain things from. If I'm asked, where'd you learn that from? I can tell you when I was with such and such, I gained it from them. It could have been verbally. It could have been a soul exchange. Regardless of how I got it, I gained it. And it was wisdom of some sort. It was either positive or was negative. But it was something that I had to get from them that I would have never known. So it is all, like everything, can be put in a positive aspect. So I hope you think about all of this. I hope you process it. Young ladies, if you're listening, I hope it saves you some heartache and some pain. Young men, if you're listening, be careful who you give your strength to right at this point in time in your life. Because if you give too much strength away, you're not going to be that strong of a man if you're giving your strength to the wrong woman. And nine times out of ten, at a young age, if you're giving your strength to a woman that is around your age, she's usually going to not know how to use it to build you up. And it's going to take you ten steps backwards. Maybe that might be where the ten-year rule comes in. Women, it's been proven. Our mind, we mature quicker than men. We're ten years. Their ten years are senior. But mentally, we're on the same level. So, again, that's proven. Google it. Never take everything that I say as it is what it is. Because they're all my opinions. But a lot of things that I promised myself when I started this podcast is, when I speak about it, there was going to be some things that I had to say. One, I had to experience it to speak about it because I cannot give you understanding or wisdom or my opinion on something I've never been through. And two, it's going to be able to be found somewhere other than what's just coming out of my mouth. So I hope you all totally understand. If you don't, please feel free to reach out to me and ask me for personal understanding. I will definitely take my time and try to explain it to you. Just remember, you are who you lay with. Peace and blessings, one.